Welcome to Candid Conversations with Dr. Mayfield. Here's your host, Trevor Sharon. Today, we're going to talk about silence. You're probably falling into one of two spaces right now. You're either freaking out, trying to find out why your radio went silent, why your um, headphones disconnected or whatever, or you felt profoundly uncomfortable. And I think that's the common experience most of us have when it comes to silence. It is a very uncomfortable space. And so Dr. Mayfield and I wanted to talk a little bit about why it's uncomfortable and whether or not it's something that we should be investing in or actively avoiding. Dr. Mayfield, what are your thoughts on silence? I think it's, it's really important. Uh, and, and in some, in a lot of ways, it's it's uh, almost foundational for our lives, and yet we we try really, really hard to avoid it. And I was just thinking the other day, you and I spent a lot of time in the car together as we were driving up to do a, a, a training in in northern Wyoming, and uh, you know we had a lot of silence, but it was not uncomfortable. And I was going through as I was preparing for this podcast, going, okay, why was it why was it not uncomfortable? Well, it wasn't uncomfortable, one, because we're counselors and we've learned to be comfortable with right, silence. we've embraced it. Right. But two, uh, I know you, I respect you, we're friends, and so I'm not concerned uh, about that silence that you're thinking, okay, you know, Mark is this, Mark is that, what is, you know, what's going on? We're just, we're just comfortable with each other in that silence. Right. My question for our listeners is, how comfortable are you when things go quiet mm-hmm. and i i would guess that the majority of our listeners uh, do everything they can to avoid silence mm. and the question is why is it are we afraid of what our thoughts might bring up or uh, i don't know uh, what do you think well i know that my experience a lot of the time with silence especially like if i come home my wife's not home yet and i'm just doing dishes or cleaning or something, I, I feel this strong need for noise because otherwise my brain will just go and go and go and go. And I've got so much that maybe I've been ignoring, maybe I've been putting off or things that I know I should actively be thinking about, but that arise, uh, uh, create an anxiety in me that I don't want at that moment. Yes. I think that's huge for a lot of us is that we don't want to be left with our thoughts. Um, but I'm also thinking about we don't maybe don't know how to control that. Mm. I mean, I, I am uh, just amazed at the studies I've done with uh, you know uh, Buddhist monks in um, you know the uh, the Himalayas or you know in, in different parts of of Asia. And uh, studies actually show, and some of the textbooks that I've read and some of the books that I'm reading show that by them being in silence and controlling their thoughts they've actually strengthened their emotional regulation. They've strengthened that part of the brain, the interior cingulate that grow, that goes from the emotional reactivity piece to the frontal cortex. And so now they're emotion, more emotionally in tune to themselves. They're emotionally in tune to the world around them and to others. Uh, and it, it's a, it's a, it's almost a strengthening piece and, and silence has a purpose. Uh, as counselors, we use silence purposefully right. in our sessions. And, and I think it make it just to see what it does to the individual that's there, but also to, to not always fill that void with right. stuff. 
Well, and I was just reading a study in the Journal of Brain Structure and Function. Uh, they were trying to study how various types of noises affect the brain, and they were using silence as their control. But what they found was that silence was actually one of the more interesting ones because for individuals who spent two hours every day in silence, they started generating new brain cells in their hippocampus, which is for uh, memory and emotions and new learning. And it was it was far different from the other noises. And so actually silence was the one that hmm. developed new cells, developed the brain more than some of these other noises like classical music. Hmm. I think it's, it's, it's very important. And I, I've been more intentional nowadays about not jumping in the car and driving and not throwing on the music or a podcast. You know, people that are listening still listen to our yeah. podcast. Yeah, don't right? turn this off don't yet. Don't turn this off yet. <laughs> <laughs> but, but 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 getting into that rhythm of not I don't have to always have something in the background right. and I just I sit with my I sit with my silence yeah and it's amazing what comes up uh, a lot of times I am able to foster an attitude of gratitude even though it's mm. kind of a cheesy saying but it's as I'm with my silence I'm beginning to be th- you know to, to think about the things that I've not thought about in a while the, yeah the, you know I mean, I think it's just this idea of creating space. Right. Well, I think it's important too in relationships. I remember Mm. uh, when I was dating my now wife, uh, we would have a lot of times that we'd realize we had just been sitting in total silence with each other for five minutes. And normally that would be totally uncomfortable, but there was this sense of intimacy that we didn't need to fill space with words. And we see this in Jewish culture. I, I know you've talked about this a lot, this sitting in Shiva of the morning process and just sitting with someone, not filling the space with words, even though we want to say things to comfort someone, but just sitting, being, and just staying in that moment of mm. silence. Well, there's power in proximity. Uh, we'll eventually have one of our therapists here who does equine therapy. Uh, on the podcast and there's just power in that silence and proximity with a horse but it's it's a relational thing in our bodies we, we talk about this all the time that our brain doesn't reach its fullest potential unless in relationship with others but we forget that relationship doesn't mean talking or doing something it means right. just being with each other and uh, studies show and I, I'll have you know I need to go and find the actual study but I've read that studies show that by just being in proximity with somebody, side by side, shoulder to shoulder, or in uh, in an embrace, or uh, a prolonged embrace, or just cuddling on the couch, or sitting in a car ride, um, the brain is actually growing and and uh, improving and enhancing um, in that safety. Yeah, and I think I want to touch on this real briefly. Um, this uncomfortability with silence, especially when it comes to somebody who is hurting. Uh, I think oftentimes we see somebody who's crying and our reaction is to say, it's okay, it's okay, here's a tissue, Right. it's okay. Um, but in conversations that I've had with therapists, that's not always the best thing to do. Do you want to elaborate on that just a little bit? Well, let's think about why silence makes us uncomfortable first. Silence makes us uncomfortable, like we talked about, because we're, we're, we we shared this idea that our, we get into our thoughts. But I also uh, would be remiss not to say that silence makes us uncomfortable because now we're more in tune to our body and the things that are going around with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more emotionally intelligent you are, 
the easier it is for you to be with silence. Why? Because you're aware of the, the energy being passed between you and somebody else. You're, you're aware of the energy in the room. You're aware of your own emotionals. Uh, emotionals. <laughs> you're aware of your own emotions. Uh, and it, it, it's not a scary thing for you. Uh, and so the, the ability to sit with that uncomfortability in the midst of silence is a mark of maturity. And a lot of times when we're sitting with somebody that is grieving and we're feeling the, the depth and, and the pain of that emotion, uh, typically we break silence because we want to feel better, not mm -hmm. because we want to make them feel better. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not a, a judgment. We all do it. It's just a, a, a exploration of what is. And so the more that we are able to become comfortable with silence, and I would really encourage our listeners, uh, start small. I mean, we just did five seconds at the beginning of this episode, and I'm sure many of you were like, "Right, what's going on? But start small. Uh, there's something powerful about sitting on your back porch at sunrise yeah. with a cup of coffee and just being quiet right? or at sunset uh, or, um, I don't know, fill well, in the blank. I mean, this may be a, a hair hairpin idea or whatever my father-in-law always. Hair, hair brain, brain idea. Hair brain idea. Hair brain. Um, <laughs> Emotionally or emotionally. Yeah, but I'd like to, since, since our listeners are already listening to this, and sure. they've hopefully by now learned that our uh, podcasts are about 24 minutes, uh, I would like to take the next 30 seconds and just give you the gift of silence. And uh, I had a professor in my undergrad do this for us. We were in the middle of Chicago and he said, you know, you guys are hearing car horns all the time. There's always noise in Chicago. And I want to give you guys a gift of five minutes of just being silent. Don't pull out your phones. Don't do anything. Just accept the silence, kind of sit with it. And so we're not going to do it for very long, maybe 30 seconds to a minute. But as you, as we do this, pay attention to what you're thinking and pay attention to what you're feeling. And if you're not driving, uh, or you know, write down after this 30 seconds is over, what was going on inside you? Yeah. Because I think you're gonna have a lot more insight than you realize. Yeah. And I'd encourage you not to skip this next minute. There you go. You've survived a minute of silence. Uh, and I know for me, that was very relaxing. Uh, what was your experience, Dr. Mayfield? It was peaceful. It's, it wasn't long enough, mm -hmm. to yeah. be honest. And I, I, I'm 
sure that is mostly because we've experienced silence in longer spouts. And, uh, but I think it's important for our listeners just to recognize how little space we make for silence. And not only is it good for your brain, but I think it's just so good for our hearts mm. to be able to feel and to think of the things that we've been either inactive or actively uh, ignoring. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, to the, the, the biggest factor in this is practice. Mm. It might feel a little bit forced, um, but if we have gotten so used to not having silence in our lives, we need to learn to implement it in small bite-sized chunks. Yeah. But the, the way that we get better at something is we practice it. Yeah. And so I would really encourage our listeners to set some time aside uh, every day uh, for that silence. If a minute's all you can handle, then do a minute. Right. Uh, but you'll find that as you have a minute and you're able to bring your thoughts under control and really pay attention to what you're feeling and just experiencing what's going on around you, uh, it'll be interesting for you um, just kind of to chart that. And we do some, uh, something I like to have you, Trevor, kind of explain a little bit that might help people get into that silent piece is that five, four, three, two, one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because I think it's really important when I'm out in my back patio uh, and I'm being silent. It's not that I'm not listening to things. I'm listening for the the metal lark right. or the robin or the bird or the you know the things that are going on around me, and it grounds me. And I think right. that's one big piece about silence is it grounds you to the here and now. Well, and I think it sounds a lot like meditation too, which we'll get into in just a moment. But the five, four, three, two, one activity is uh, a grounding activity specifically for well, I, I, very effective with anxiety, but everything else as well. And it's just saying, okay, what are five things right now that I can see? and focusing on them. I can see the microphone in front of me, the computer with the recording, the lampshade, those things. And then four things that you can hear. And that might take a little work. You might have to snap your fingers. Um, but if you're outside, it shouldn't be too difficult to find four things. And then you find three things that you can smell. Uh, just trying to find the different scents around you. And you may have to move around to find those as well. Uh, and then... Um, I think I missed one. Uh, I think it's three things that you can touch and then two things that you can smell. So three things that you can touch, whether that's your jeans, the chair you're sitting in, um, glasses, whatever, and then two things that you can smell, and then finally one thing that you can taste. And so that could be just the taste of your own mouth or gum or whatever. Um, but it's it's a grounding ac activity that uh, really does help with having you stay in touch with where you are at that moment. And uh, as we're talking, like I said previously, this sounds a lot like meditation. And I know that, Dr. Mayfield, you've been reading a book on uh, meditation in the brain uh, and found some interesting things that came out of that. Well, yeah, I mentioned it briefly uh, just earlier in this podcast of, of the fact that uh, this book, God Changes Your Brain by Andrew Newberg, uh, really studies the fact of meditation improves our emotional intelligence by the linkage of the emotional brain to the thinking brain through the interior cingulate. And uh, he has a brain scan, uh, shows this guy that he uh, suggested just repeat this uh, Buddhist meditation for eight minutes uh, every day. And over the course of eight weeks, you know, the, the strengthening of the interior cingulate 
grew and grew and grew. And what we found is we're more aware of our surroundings. We're more aware of our emotional uh, uh, states. And we're aware of the emotional states of those around us. We're able to calm down better after an emotional upset. There's a lot of benefits. So for for those that are listening, whatever faith that you uh, ascribe to, whether it be a Christian or a Buddhist or um, you know, just no faith at all, there's power in just that guided imagery and that meditation. Uh, it's, you know, it can be through prayer. It could be through scripture memory. It could be through, um, just sitting and, and listening and being like the five, four, three, two is a really amazing one is an amazing, uh, tool to get us grounded to the here and now. And there are other apps, uh, headspace is an app that I've used mm-hmm. before. Stop breathing. Think is an app uh, that I use. And it's super, I mean, it's super helpful if you're trying to go to bed because right. <laughs> it will help you, it will put you to sleep. Uh, but I think it's also so important as we go through our lives, I think we get caught up in the busyness and we get caught up in the speed of things. And it's far too easy for us to jump from one thing to another, to another, to another, wake up in the morning, go to work, come back, do all the chores and then go to bed, rinse, wash and repeat. And what meditation does what silence does it kind of acts like a pause button Mm -hmm. it gives us that moment to look around us and say oh that was a really enjoyable thing that i just did and i'm really looking forward to what's about to come and we're able to be more present in those things and live a life that i would argue is more vibrant and more exciting because you're making time for something that seems dull and boring and what silence does too, in that sense, is it makes you more um, in tune to who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about this in therapy all the time. What would it look like to become old friends with your emotions? But how well do we know ourselves? Yeah. And the silence piece that we become, you know, we we begin to know ourselves better because we can't hide from it. One last activity that I think is incredibly powerful, especially for anyone who is in relationship, whether that is romantic or you're um, trying to be more intentional with your children or your friends, is to sit across from that individual and for three minutes, which sounds like eternity, you sit in silence and you just look at each other in the eyes. And there's going to be giggling, there's going to be uncomfortability, there's going to be just the awkwardness. And we've talked before, you know, the average uh, person spends 30 seconds making eye contact with everybody a day. Uh, And so to be able to spend three whole minutes looking into somebody's eyes is such a deep and meaningful uh, activity that spouses, moms and uh, daughters and sons, whatever, can really impact uh, get uh, impact from because you're seeing into the person and you're allowing yourself just to be in present absolutely with them. I think that's great, Trevor. And and just to remind our listeners too, we we want you to better yourselves. That's the whole reason we're doing these podcasts is to engage in conversations, to to look inward, to grow. And uh, we want to hear from you. And so if you are trying this and you want to share a story with us, please feel free to email us at um, candid at mayfieldcounseling.com. You can also reach out to us on our Facebook page, uh, which is CC with DM or Candid Conversations with Dr. Mayfield. Uh, You should be able to find it there as well. But let us know how it goes. Let us know what you've learned about yourself. And this is episode, you know, we're in the the upper 20s in our episodes now, and we just want to know how is this impacting you? And and we'd love to share uh, stories uh, on future podcasts. Yeah. So go forward today. Enjoy some silence. 
Uh, maybe maybe you won't enjoy it today, but hopefully you will enjoy it with time and you find the ability to be present in your life more than you did before. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining Candid Conversations. If you would like more information, go to mayfieldcounseling.com slash Candid Conversations and check out our Facebook page, Candid Conversations with Dr. Mayfield.